Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to White Wine Question Time with me, Kate Thornton, the podcast that combines well-known friends with three thought-provoking questions and three bottles of wine. Are you ready, ladies? So ready, ready as I'll ever be. Yeah, three Carol, try and sound more enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's coming. That's the thing, and I'm a bit pensive. You don't yeah, like you do. being kept in the dark. Well, let me introduce you first and foremost. Two of my very good friends. Have, uh, have, have graced the sofa of the podcast studio today. Carol McGiffin and Lisa Maxwell. What shall I do, boys and girls? What shall I do, boys and girls? And this, this it was in York, in Yorkshire, and this, this voice from the audience went, rub your ring! <laughs> <laughs> I look like that guy um, from uh, Ted, and, Ted and Big Adventure. You know, the... No, is it Bill and Ted or is it the other one? From Wayne's World. Wayne's World! Oh. Oh. We met on a panel at Loose Women. We have not stopped talking ever since. Ladies, I would say this is pretty indicative of how we normally get together. Yeah. Conversation on wine. So the idea of the, of the podcast is, is I've, I've cooked up three questions. Each question um, lasts as long as your glass of wine. And at the end of that question, I refresh your glass with a new wine. So it's a, it's a chance for us to kind of experiment with our wines and explore our conversations. <laughs> An excuse to have a drink. Basically, eh? totally an excuse yeah. to just, yeah. Yeah, get sloshed. That's the one, list. And talk about stuff. Yeah. All right. You ready? Okay. Yep. 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 Okay. I know you can't hear it at home, but Carol is excited, aren't you? Of course I am. I'm always excited. Tell your face. <laughs> okay. First one. When did you last feel the fear? 
and do it anyway. When were you last genuinely scared of something that you then followed through and did? I literally, yesterday, I felt, I felt silly because I came out of the nail salon in Stroud, that's killed it, um, and it was dark and I had to get the... Because, you know, these nail salons, they only take cash, don't they? Yeah. And uh, so I said, oh, I haven't got what? any cash. Are they money laundering? Probably. Maybe. Maybe they are. Probably are. Uh, probably not in Stroud. Probably not swapping it for Kentucky in Stroud. No. Um, so I went to the cash point, which was across the way, but there was a man lurking... And normally, I'm a Londoner, you know, tough, born and bred. I'm like, I'm not, what, not from the elephant. From the elephant, babe. From the elephant. <laughs> so I'm like, you want to lurk around me while I'm at the cash point, I'll have a word with you. But I actually suddenly thought, this guy's watching me. He saw me go to the cash point. There wasn't a soul around. And as you say, like in the countryside, it's proper dark. But you still go to the cash point in the dark on your own. I would never do that, not in London. Well, it was what? only across the road from the nail salon. So I thought, I'll, I'll take the chances. She just had to pay for her nails. What would you do, a runner? No, I'd say I'll come back tomorrow with it. What? They must know you in there. Well, I came back in like an old lady into the nail salon and I said, I want to go to the cash point. I said, but there's a funny man lurking. And I just, I heard my mum saying it. I heard my mum going, oh, I'm not going in there, there's a funny man lurking. <laughs> and I went back out. She walked me to the cash point. This chi t tiny little um, Vietnamese girl who's, like, smaller than me. She wasn't she was none of that. And if it's, she's smaller than you, she's got to be tiny. Yeah. No, she was tiny, literally. I put her in my handbag and we... <laughs> <laughs> so, Lise, just to get this right, the last time you felt the fear and did it anyway was taking cash out in the dark from an ATM in the countryside. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, dear, I am losing the plot now, aren't you I? Are. You're yeah. quite, oh, gee, I'm really surprised that you're genuinely feeling fearful for your own personal safety. Yeah, I mean, and I feel ashamed of it because my mum still lives in Kennington and, you know, when, when there was that ta attack in the borough, uh, when the, the guy went crazy with a knife and there were people in, in bars and so on, and, mm. and I rang my mum, who was just up the road, and I said, because she often is out and about in that area, and I said, are you all right? She went, oh, I said, she, she said, yeah. I said, this bit of stuff that's all happening up the road, Mum, is that, you know, are you worried about it? She said, well, I saw it on the news just now, she said, but I've turned it over because I want to watch Emmerdale, but um, not bothered, not bothered no. at all. Really, I mean, obviously saddened by it, but not fearful, not fearful at all. And she's 78, my mum. She lives in Kennington. She goes about with her sholly. She gets on the buses. She talks to everybody. She's, and I worry because I'm not, Sholly, or, or are you no, just drunk? No, it's, it's a shopping trolley. It's a shopping trolley. It's a specific thing. No, it's a sholly. I know, but it just sounded like you were drunk there. <laughs> <laughs> She's got her sholly. She's got her sholly. She loves her sholly because it keeps her stood up. Like, my nan was always great. I mean, she was 96 when she died, but we, on the millennium, we had a party at our house, and she, I think she must have been like 90 or something at the time. And at four o'clock in the morning, she's fallen asleep in the armchair. She's come into the dining room and gone, Well, where's the party then? What's the matter with you all? Because we're all Good sat girl. down exhausted. She wanted to have a dance, and, she, and everyone loved her, and she revived everybody. So she had a young spirit. I'd like to be like that. You um, are like that. You, you have got that. So. You've got just, a young head. It's you've just got to stop it's just worrying. Sadly, you know, it's on an old body. It's just a bag, baggy old body. Stop worrying about the plant by the cash machine thinking it's going to rob you. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a plant. Probably was, yeah. It's a leaf. Carol, when did you last feel the fear and then decide to do it anyway? The last time I felt, I mean, proper terror. Terror in the fact that I couldn't stop my body from shaking with fear was when I did the panto. What? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Shut up. I've never... <laughs> Do 
Do you know, I was diagnosed with cancer. Panto? I was diagnosed, and I, had, I, was, I was told I got a terrible operation and everything. And I wasn't like, I was like, oh, well, you know, just like my mum said, just get on with it. Yeah. And that, that's I've done, done a minute. Yeah. I've done a minute. You did panto last Christmas, right? You've been... No, no, oh, I didn't. Before, no, no, 2013. Right. You she have, hated it, didn't you? You've been through chemotherapy, radiotherapy. None of it scared me at all. None of it scared me. I wasn't scared at all. I never felt the fear. I never felt the fear. It wasn't fear. But Did you have to Panto? sing? Did you have to sing in it? Yeah. Oh, now I understand. Fear. Well, I feel sorry for the You're audience. How scared singer. were they? Oh. Oh. What did you oh. sing? What did you sing? Oh. What did you have to sing? Some some song. Yeah, it would be. I, suppose, I don't know. I've blocked it out. It, I, I've never been so far away from um, being, I know my limitations, and I was way over my limitations depth, there. Yeah. Totally out of my depth, I couldn't do it. Oh my God, it was the most, it was it was the fear, it was the fear, but I faced it anyway. Oh, good because for you. Because I had to, and I did it. I did it. Aladdin years ago, and that's did why I- Did you do Aladdin? Yeah, long time I was Aladdin. What did you play? Aladdin. The lamp? No. <laughs> And I remember I had to say, what am I going to do? It's all, you know, when they're lost, it's all at the end of the world. What shall I do, boys and girls? What shall I do, boys and girls? And this, this, it was in York, in Yorkshire. And this, yeah. this voice from the audience went, rub your ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the thing that, you know, like of all the things that you said you'd never do and have done, what are the ones that, just give me two or three that, you've, that you think, yeah, I was right to do a U-turn and change <gasps> Big my mind. Big brother, I absolutely had the... I had a whale of a time. You loved it, didn't I you? I absolutely loved it. I loved it. I th I had the easiest three weeks of my whole life in there. And do you know why? No phones. No phones, yeah. no computers, no news, no nothing. It was the best holiday I ever had Isn't in my whole Isn't that scary, life. though? Being because... watched 24-7. Yeah, yeah, and also... I know, I hate being watched. I hate all that shit. But, it, you know, it's a job. It's a job. It was a job. So Big Brother is the one thing that you're glad you, you said you'd never do. Oh my god, anyway. I'm so glad I did it. I'm so it it facilitated me not working for at least a couple of years. Did it? At least. Jeez. At least. So the, and the, the rest. The best bit about it was the money. No. Yes it was, obviously. And I'm not no, I'm not gonna lie so about really that. So really it paid you enough to take two years off and think about what you're gonna do and move to France. Well, well actually no, that I was didn't when have you, a choice. You I was ill. Well, yeah. I was ill. So it, it, it gave me the luxury of not having to think about having to work while I had no hair, while I had, you know, while I was looking like, you know, a skeleton and a ghost and everything else from having chemo. I didn't have to do anything. I could retire to my brother's house in the country um, in Kent and mm. do absolutely nothing. And that's exactly and that's what you the did, way I wanted to do it. And that's exactly what I did. And it allowed me to do that, which was, you know, which was great. I, I wasn't worrying about money. I didn't have to think, oh, I've got to go to work. I've got to buy a stupid wig. And I did buy a stupid wig. And I only went out in it three times. I saw you in it. I saw you both in it yeah. once. Yeah. And it was Linda all... Bellingham. And Linda Bellingham didn't actually notice I was no. wearing a wig. I thought that was yeah. a tough day for you particularly. I mean, we we all went to see Linda Bellingham, who was a cast member and a friend, but friend first and foremost. Mm. Lovely we, we knew we were saying goodbye to her that Because she day. didn't know. Yeah, we knew that. We yeah. all knew that was yeah. the last time that Linda, that we would spend time with Linda. Yeah. She, she was really poorly. And you was also amazing, had cancer at the time. Yeah, quite, quite far in. And she didn't know. Mm. 
So I thought, well, and everyone, we all agreed. We had a chat about it before, didn't we? We said, yeah. no, let's not tell her. Yeah. We don't want her to get any more... Upset. Upset and, you know, and to burden her with any more worry because she will worry about other people way before she worries about herself. That was her nature. And so we thought, right, we won't tell her. But, I don't know, something something came up and someone said... Right, well, I she think was we also in a her. really good place when we met her, weirdly. She, she had was a great time. She so was much fully form. accepting. She was smoking and smoking, drinking. She had a and... massive Jeroboam of champagne ready yeah. for everybody and said, yeah. come yeah. on, we're going to have to a good time. To give some context to it, so Linda hadn't drunk for years, really, had she? No. So when we used to rock into work on Loose Women with, yeah. with a variety of hangovers... She became the booze police. She was the booze police. Yeah. And she's like, oh, smoking is disgusting. I used to smoke, it's terrible. And then towards her final days, she started drinking drinking again well, we were no, sat around her kitchen diagnosed. table smoking yeah. after she was diagnosed she did, she went back to drinking and, and I don't blame her and that day I, I'll never forget that day no, we had the most wonderful afternoon talking laughing it was brilliant it was a brilliant yeah. afternoon it really it was brilliant was. and sad and we did tell her that afternoon that you had yeah cancer. we did we did and she went oh fucking hell not you at all <laughs> That's exactly what she said. And she went, well, and I went, this is a wig. And she went, no way. And when I look back at those pictures, I think (laughs) you you can so see it's a wig. I look like that guy um, from uh, Ted and and Big Adventure. You know, the no, no, is it Bill and Ted or is it the other one? You're thinking Dumb and Dumber. No? I think we're getting the picture, though. Um, You weren't looking your best. Not Bill and Ted. No, no, the, the guy with the hair like that when he's like, ooh, he's a bit... Ooh. From Wayne's World. Wayne's World! Oh, Mike Myers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The other one. Golf. Oh, my God. Golf! Got there. Oh, yeah, you did a bit. No, you didn't. I did, I looked you look like good. Your wig was good. Your wig was good. Well, but you didn't need it. You looked great. You know, the times that we went out I mean, and you just sat hats. there with, a, with your head shaved. You look fantastic. Do you know what? For all of us, we were just glad that you were there. We didn't care that you had hair. We were just glad that you were all right. Right, wine. Do you want another one? Yeah, go on then. Okay. Oh, yeah, so we get a new question now. Yeah, we're going to get a new question. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
What bends your mind every time you think about it? Oh, oh God. See, on the spot, on the spot. Come on, Mickey. The internet. The internet, why? Because every time I think I've got to a stage where I sort of understand it, <laughs> there's something else they bring out that frightens me. <laughs> I'm trying so desperately to keep up with all the newness, having a teenage daughter who knows how everything works. Uh-huh. So that... That scares me. I get a bit overwhelmed by that. I get you. I mean, the yeah. internet is... It, it, it's, it, it is mind-blowingly brilliant, isn't it? And, and Carol, yeah. actually, you are one of our most tech-savvy friends. Yeah, but the internet is, is pretty simple, actually, when you think about it. It is, it is extremely simple. It's technology that's, that's getting carried away with itself. In technology in itself... Mm-hmm. because even I don't want to keep up with a lot of technology. I don't want to. But you love tech. Yeah, no, I do. I do, and I do still read Stuff magazine. <laughs> we were talking about FaceTime, but, weren't we, the other day? Do you remember? We, yeah. We were saying how you can be in the bath and someone can just, Starts like... FaceTime you. Trying to have a look at you in People the People use it as, like, a, a, a normal phone now. It's, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's weird, as well. but... Well, yeah, you can use WhatsApp or you could just use do a call, an audio call, rather than you know, a yeah. video call. Yeah. But everyone's obsessed with seeing people when, when they're on the phone, which I find a little bit disconcerting. I don't like that, really. I I'm, I'm very rarely take a FaceTime call. It's because it scares me, and, and there's a lot of stuff I need to get done on my phone, and I like it to be as simple as possible. I know what I need to use it for. I know what I need to use my laptop for. I don't need any other stuff. I don't like the fact that people seem to be able to know where I am, see me when they when I don't want them to, um, contact me when I don't want them to. Well, they can, and that's the end of it. And, and you can't really stop it now. It's too late. It is. It's, it's like, over. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to find our oh, stable door. So this is this is these are your keyboard skills, Lise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's me? hilarious. You're trying to blame it on the phone. It was the phone. Pa- his so, phone is packed up, I'm telling like, you. It's like one of those articles you see in the mail online going, when predictive text goes wrong. Um, so there's there's a message from you uh, that makes sense. From and me? You sign it off, yeah, uh, with black, B-L-A-C. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? And you go, keyboard ink gone dooly looly. <laughs> I'm like, what? You put phones, full stop, gone dooly looly boo. Can type on it. Were you actually typing that? I swear. Can type on it. No, you can't type on it. That's the point. And <sighs> Carol put, are you drunk, babes? <laughs> you know about mind, getting your mind around things. And, and the, what, what I can't get my head around most of the time is a phone. Because I used to work in computers in the 70s. 1977, I was a computer operator, as they called Were it. Were you? But I was a data entry clerk, really. Were you? Yeah, I was. And um, I didn't know. In, in, really in, a, in a big, massive London estate age, it's very posh, very, you know. Now, there is more technology in my phone right now than there was in the entire mainframe of the computer that I used to work with. And that took up a whole floor of a really large office block. That's... That's what I can't get my head around. That's bending your mind. It is bending my mind. And also what's bending my mind is quite how they managed to transmit photographs from the the moon landings in 1969 or whenever it was, before, before, before even technology, before anything. Mm. And 
I'm, I'm not saying they didn't land on the moon, but what I'm saying is I just cannot understand how they could possibly have done it at the time with the technology that was available to them. And every time I think about it, I, I, I tend to sway towards the conspiracy theorists a little bit because I think well, my mind isn't, it, it's not coping with that. It can cope with the fact that my phone fits in my hand and it's the size, it, it's the same size of a computer in the 1970s of a whole room and a floor. But I can't understand how they managed to speak to people on the ground, how they managed to get the photos there. That bends my but mind that's massively. You're talking about the technology that was available at the time to you and I. No, but there wasn't a, any. But what about the... Yeah, but, you know, if, if, if you go think well, about to NASA, NASA, right? Mm. They, so I know, I'll give you as a, as, as a bit of context, as you know, I'm from Cheltenham in Gloucestershire. Cheltenham mm. is where GCHQ is, the Government Intelligence yeah, Headquarters, yeah. right? And Lisa, you live there now. Yeah, so yeah. you're familiar with it. Yeah. And, you know, extraordinary satellite dishes bigger than, you know... Three houses. Yeah, yeah. So, but what goes on in there is 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 not for us to know. Mm. So we became we had a family friend who is now dead, um, and uh, he used to come and visit us on a regular basis. And I remember back in the early nineties when I got my first fax machine, and this gentleman who I won't name um, had been recruited by GCHQ in the Second World War because of his ability to complete crosswords quickly. And he became a code cracker oh, yeah. and an intelligence worker. So this was when faxes were a new thing. And he said to me, do not think that I wasn't using that in the Second World War. <gasps> wow. So we're, we're all going, oh, fax machines are amazing. So that's what I'm so saying new. is yeah. who's to say that actually the technology that they used to beam images back to the Earth from the moon weren't readily available, but only to the closed view. Mm. No? Well, no one is to say that, but it still, you know, it still doesn't make any sense to me. But in, in another answer to your question is the universe as a whole. It's, it is completely mind-bending. And when you look up into the sky at any time of the day or night, especially where I live now, where it's so dark and you can see stars. You probably can where Same you are. Same yeah. where I am in Gloucestershire. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, just... You look and you think, and every night there's a different... There's a, like, you can sometimes see the Milky Way. It's it's totally mind-blowing. Yeah, no see, one can get can their head around that. You can see Sagittarius. You can see all of the star signs, actually, all yeah. the different constellations. And, and the planets. Yeah. I can see Mars from my living room window need, and you need, know it's the Mars because it's red. Yeah, we need Carol Vorderman here, don't we, because she's the big NASA girl. Oh, she girl. don't get it either. Well, she... <laughs> <laughs> no one's been on the moon since... Oh, what's his name? Have they, really? No one's, ever, no one's gone up there again. Now, that doesn't that raise suspicions? Not want to get into conspiracies, but why haven't they gone there again? Because it's bloody difficult, isn't it? Because it's done. No. They landed a, they landed a spaceship. Carol, in fairness, they weren't much to do. Well, maybe like when you go on holiday somewhere, you know, and you think, I've done that now, I don't want to go back. It wasn't that nice. I think just being up there and looking back on the Earth and then realising how small it is in the grand scheme of things and how you could possibly worry about anything at all looking down on it that's going to make you mad and they all went oh, mad that's got to be the most they wonderful feeling in the world i think you know we all every, no, you on, still got to go back to it no but on a daily basis we all try and get perspective on all of our problems which seem bloody massive mm. in our world to be able to stand that far away like you just said mm see the size of the whole planet and put us as see a little... See how insignificant it completely. is. Completely. It must be wonderful and just just a, such a release to be able to just think, actually, it's fine, because I don't matter that much. Or no. at all. Or and at if, all. It, if one great big rock could just 
blow it out of, this, out of the universe tomorrow. Yeah. Just like that, and then what? That you think that you've got ultimate control of your existence and then Mother Nature comes along and Well, just... I think, see, for me, Mother Nature is the mind bender because yeah. there's no controlling it. But the other thing I think that bends my mind is love because you, like, falling in love. Yeah. Because you, it's the one thing that everybody, if they're really honest, now, desires. <laughs> I have, yes, I am not without. Yeah. Um, it is the one thing that everybody desires, but it's the one thing that actually you just can't make happen. So it can be mind-bending in its frustration that there is nothing you can do to bring it to your door. I love my husband, but there are times when he drives me up the wall and if I didn't have the love of mates to pick up the phone and go, oh, or my mum, for work. example, and say he's doing my head in or whatever, like, you know, I still love him, mm. but that his particular love, that particular week, doesn't work for me. I need the love of my mum or, yeah. or friends, you know. Yeah. Well, it's lucky yeah. if you've got... So that's what I mean, like, sometimes yeah. what you crave and what you need, what the heart needs yeah. isn't always, you know, you can't go to a vending machine and just kind of, you know, stick 50p in and hope it drops out. Well, you don't know what you're looking for as well. You think you do. Half the time you and you, you can be with somebody and you think they're the love of your life and actually within six months they could turn out to be, like, the devil. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I've never actually looked for love ever because I've never really... I've bumbled through life most of the time anyway and I've stumbled across people that I've thought that were very special to me and then I've found out fairly quickly that they weren't um but i have very very sort of i've zero expectation really with especially with men i know that sounds like a bit sad but i just i don't believe that you should start <laughs> off thinking that this is the one no because a i think it frightens the life out of them and secondly it probably isn't because i don't know if we have the tools to find out who is the one until we've I mean, you can be 20 No, you years. don't know who the one is until you know who the one, the other ones aren't. Or, or know yes. to say that there's just yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not yeah, like one for now. Yeah. yeah. But isn't it amazing when you get it, though, and you kind of think, oh, blimey, this might be it. This is the thing that everybody talks about in all the songs and, you know, and all the stories that I've read, all the love Suddenly stories. Suddenly you start listening Suddenly... to Magic FM again because yeah, yeah. it all makes sense. <laughs> But it's true. You suddenly think, actually, that isn't nonsense and it isn't silly. Celine and Dion is right. Yeah, she, she, yeah, exactly. And the fact that I didn't get her was that I just wasn't in the club at the time. Yeah. I'm in the club now. It's a lovely feeling. It is a lovely feeling. But you don't feeling. stay in the club because you can love them and you can also hate them at times as well. Yeah. You know, do you know what Strong I mean? Strong emotions. God, yeah, love and hate. There's yeah. a very thin line that divides it. You can't, you can't hate someone unless you love them first. That's what I think. Because I, I don't... Oh, I don't know apart about that. Unless it's Tony Blair. I mean, I think you have to love someone before you can hate them. Yeah, because you care. if you can hate somebody, it means really... you care enough yeah. about what they're saying and doing. Exactly. But hate's a strong emotion, isn't it? Yeah, I don't hate now I'm older. I used to hate every day when Did I was you? younger. I don't hate anyone except Tony Blair. Yeah, but I think we're all we're James all united on that. James O'Brien. Yeah. She's got a thing about James O'Brien. Oh, he's just an ass. Such an ass. <laughs> she, she hates me for liking him. Oh my god! I don't hate you at all. No, I, I, I respect go, you, the you fact just go, that well, you like him. You would, him. wouldn't you? Because you're a bloody lefty. Well, you would. <laughs> <laughs> I feel an edit coming on. No, I don't. I'm leaving that in. I'm, I'm, you I'm would. Gonna, I'm going to put my James O'Brien badge on, oh. and you can spit on it. But I like I'm him. I'm on the fence. Take on oh. me. It's only because you don't know who he is. I've no of idea. Course you I don't. Be I know I'm him. thinking he's a soap actor. No, no, he's a news broadcaster. He's an ass. That's all you <laughs> need to know. He's a news broadcaster <laughs> and he's an ass. Well, he's not. He's a he's a radio host. And yeah. he does Question Time and he appears on News. Oh yes, night I know who he is. Yeah. He's all right. Why? What's he done to you then? That's oh, upset you just so much. listen. Well, no, you'd probably like him as well. <laughs> Do you no hate hope. Nigel Farage? 
No, I don't hate Nigel Farage at all. No. But you hate no. James O'Brien. Yeah. Oh, I don't like Nigel Farage. Oh, I bet he's great fun to have a pint with. Okay, last question. Another glass of wine? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. So, right, let's fill them up, girls. We've done space, the internet. Oh, well, we didn't really want to go down that road. I got a bit out of my depth on that. Did you? On yeah, what? Well, just because it got a bit... On I'm the not... internet? It's internet and sci-fi, my two least favourite subjects. Well, you want to think about it a bit more, then. I would be interested to see what I look like with the... Um, there's no... With with the lack of gravity, isn't it? Like yeah, you'd be floating around. Does... Well, so like... so nothing hangs presumably on your face. No, or your no breasts gravity. will be back up nothing like they sags. were. It's the only time you're ever going to be pert again, Lisa. Right, I'm going. But you're also going to be <laughs> constipated because your food doesn't naturally go down with gravity. Yeah, but if you do a handstand, how do you do it? No, you can't space? do a handstand. Oh no, come on, your mouth. No, no, because it's everything's static, isn't it? Everything, everything's like that. So how do you do a poo in space? Well, they have to do things, don't they? That, what I've do seen they do? a program about that. Is it like a colostomy bag? It's no, like not, it's a not, suction tool. Put it that way. Okay, these are sorry. the big questions. How do you poo in space? Seriously, it's a question. Okay, next question. Go on. You've blown my mind, by the way, with space. This might require a little bit of thought, girls. How do you get in the way of your own success? <laughs> well, it depends. It depends how much success you want in the first place. Well, it also depends how you define success, right? Well, yeah. My, I, I, yeah, exactly. I, I professionally. I don't care about being successful or not. I honestly don't. That's a total, total fact. I don't care about it. All I've ever wanted in my life is to be able to get by. And that to me is successful. Mm -hmm. To be able to support myself, to be independent, to earn enough money that I can maybe afford a glass of wine now and again. I'm quite simple actually when it comes to things like that. So I don't want massive success and I don't envy billionaires. I don't envy them. The hassle of having that sort of money is, is, and they've never got enough. They keep carrying keep on. What's the point? And there's always I don't someone understand. with a bigger boat. There's always exactly. someone with a bigger house. Um, but but how do I get in the way? We equate success with money. I with don't. A, with a value, work. a monetary value. And actually, what you know, that no. isn't that isn't my that's not my definition of success. So so. I mean, yours is like having enough for... You make it sound so humble. Just the old glass of wine every My, now and again. No, success is is having is being able to cope with life, I suppose. Having a successful life is not not messing it up, if you want. But, it's but like, we are all predisposed to being gobshites, right? That's that, you know, we are. Yeah. The three well. of us sat in this room, we've all... <laughs> but we are. I mean, my mouth has, has tripped me up a lot. Yeah, mine, mine too, actually. I've got better as I've got older and a bit like Carol, less interested. Are there, uh, the things that I used to be interested and fascinated by everything and now I don't know if, if I, my world is shrinking because I've not opened my mind to the internet and things like that or I've just decided that my time and my energy is really precious and I'm just not going to chuck it around everywhere because mm. I think the one thing in answer to your question that stopped that got in the way of my success was a lack of focus because I thought that I should focus on my career, which I did, and then, I th and I thought that would make me happy, and it didn't because it's precarious. It's one of the most precarious professions in the world, and so my whole identity and everything have been 
based on that. That See, made, that's dangerous. That's that's yeah. that, like actually when mm. you strip it back, that's like self harm. Yeah, well, well I realised that because you're opening in yourself re- up for just pain. You can't control what comes your way. No, but I thought that would be how I defined being yeah. successful. I now realise that actually it was just a really self indulgent aspect of my personality that needed feeding, and it still does need feeding. But I've got that little monster under control now, and it lives in a pocket in my world. My way of defining success is having a functional family, having being able to provide my daughter and my husband with the things that they need, um, and finding that balance where everybody gets what they... Everyone that I love gets what they need. And the days where everybody gets what they need from me are the days where I consider myself a successful person. Mm. It depends what you compare yourself to as well, though. Yeah, because if you yeah. put your you yeah. if you've got a barometer where you're comparing yourself to Roman Roman Abramovich or some other billionaire, yeah. it's like you're never going to be successful. But if you yeah. aim low, which I well I've I've never aimed at anything. That's the, that's the weird thing. I've never had any ambition. I've never had a plan. I've never I've never felt like right. I'm going to go and do this because that way I can do that. I've fallen into everything I've ever done and I have tried to be successful at all of those individual things. I will do my best at everything. Like my mum taught me, do your best, fight your own battles and don't be a victim. Basically, that they were the three things she always used to say to me. Fantastic advice. And it, it's like, you yeah. know, you do your best, that's your best. That's all you can do. And if you've done your yeah. best and it's not good enough for somebody else, well, sorry about that. You know, is it good enough for me? Yeah, because yeah. I did it. I did yeah. it. I did my best. Yeah, I think it's and easier for our generation to be we can to be have like been that. successful. Yeah. yeah, and we can be a little bit more like those three things your mum told you are golden. Yeah, and we can live by that. But if you but say they're to green, right? They apply to every generation. Well, they do, but I think well, the young fight your own battles. That was the other one. That's brilliant because that. But, but that's often where I've cost myself what you might qualify as success by standing up for myself yeah mm-hmm. and speaking up yeah and it would have been politically smarter yeah to shut up mm. but I wouldn't have been able to live with myself so I define that as a success it's cost me a lot of money mm. definitely mm. by standing up to some people that had the ability to really squash me yeah but actually when I look at my 10 year old son now I I can tell him you have to do that. It's important. And I can, I can, can tell him that knowing that I've done it myself. Yeah, yeah. it's a really good so example really, to set. But it's terrifying. Being brave is quite scary sometimes. Uh, girls, thank you so much. It's worth just letting everyone know that you're good, that you're four years into remission now. Uh, nearly yeah, four. Yeah, nearly four years. Nearly four yeah. years. Four years in so, the next year, yeah. Yeah, because um, if I was listening to this podcast now, I'd want to know where you are. So yeah. that's, that's where you are right Four now. Four years. I, I I feel all right. I feel all right. She's got a lovely head of hair as well. She's got a smashing head My of hair. My hair grew back. That's Did, what didn't it? Her hair grows. It was really dark as well. Like, not a grey hair. It is dark, though. But no, not yeah, one no, single grey hair. No, it's not grey. No, it's not grey. No. What else I know is the other weird thing that happens? I can't remember. Don't you get really hairy legs or something? No, my um, my armpit hair never grew back. That's the one. No armpit hair. And you are, you didn't have any eyelashes, did you? And yeah, then you they, tried to stick false eyelashes on. I tr- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to laugh, but you looked shit when you did that. Do you remember? It's the most comical thing in the world. Try watching YouTube videos of people doing eyebrows and, and eyelashes, and I thought, well, I'll do all that. 
And, um, <laughs> oh my God, so it was just ridiculous. You know, like so when a five year old comes home with a self portrait of their mum? Yeah. She looked like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can't do it. Just can't do it. <laughs> just can't do it. Keep it natural, babe. Yeah. Girls, thank you so much for doing uh, the podcast today. Do you think people should subscribe and well, leave, their, subscribe. leave their reviews? Yeah, of course, yeah. How do they do that? Uh, they just hit the subscribe button. It's available on all your good podcast outlets. As always, a massive thank you to Andy Bell, the genius uh, guitarist, uh, composer, musician, all-round good egg from Oasis and most recently Ride, who wrote the music for, my, for the show. Join us again next week where we'll be quizzing more friends over more wine. If you'd like to get in touch with us, feel free. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is whitewinequestiontime at yahoo.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at whitewineqt. White Wine Question Time is produced by me, Kate Thornton, and Caitlin Mercer. Music's provided by the genius Andy Bell. Sound engineering and editing is by Lolita Laguna. Of course, much wine was consumed during the making of this programme for your entertainment. However, I can't say it enough. Please drink responsibly. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.